Hello again and welcome to The Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please adjust your picture settings by looking at the three dots menu above or until you see a cog icon below, click that and then choose higher quality or advanced and bump up the video to 720 or 1080p so you have a better picture to work with. I am continuing with the prophecies that I received from the Lord over the July 4th weekend, during which time God was speaking to me in a conversational fashion about the nation of America. I am currently in the sin series and therefore the prophecies that I will be covering in this series are prophecies that the Lord has given indicting America for the things that happen here. I, I see often that sometimes people are struggling with the harshness of these prophecies. Many people say, oh, your words are hard. Your words are hard. I think the first thing we need to understand that though I am prophesying, I am not creating these words out of my belly. I am speaking the exact pronouncements and proclamations that the Lord God has set in my mouth to deliver to the nation of the United States. So if we're going to look at things in a wide-eyed and an honest fashion, then the first thing that we have to do, we can't stop at the beginning and say, oh, these prophecies are so hard. They're so difficult to hear. I absolutely understand that they are, but we need to go further than that. And we need to dig deeper than that. We need to ask ourselves, why is the Lord speaking in such a harsh and a condemning fashion to the United States? Why are the words hard? And the only answer that we will be able to come to if we are honest, if we are not in a place where we are stuck, because it's possible to get stuck in the fleshly place of emotion and not progress with the Holy Spirit to the place where you are actually able to hear what God is saying for God's sake. Many times when we hear prophetic words, everything in us is tuned to hear the word for our sake. What's it saying to us? What's in it for us? But because the word that God is giving is a word of judgment, it is a word that says that I will crush the nation and remove the nation from before my face. I will take the nation away from its favored status and I will turn my face away from you. I will leave you weak and exposed and I will allow you to become prey for all your enemies round about you. When God is saying these things, we cannot afford to get stuck in the first or preliminary stages of hearing the word and then having our hearts be afraid or having our hearts be troubled and saying, oh, it's too hard. It's too hard. That was the response of Cain. When the Lord judged Cain for murdering his brother and then told him what his punishment would be, Cain never, ever uttered any words of repentance. He never said to the Lord, I acknowledge my sin. My evil is naked before you. I regret and repent that I have taken the life of my brother with me. All he said was, oh, it is too much. It is too hard. My punishment is more than I can bear. And every time I read this verse, I think, you have the dubious honor for all of history of being recorded in this book that can be trusted as the world's first murderer. So how is it that your care is more about your life, yourself, and how you feel than how the Lord feels when God expressed his disappointment and his pain that when he was looking over the earth, he heard the blood of Abel crying out for justice from the ground.
Many people hear these prophecies and they process them only through their emotional filter, which guaranteed because we're human beings is the first filter. But if you are a Christian, or even if you are a spiritual person seeking to know who is the true God to follow, you cannot stop and live in or be led by your emotional filter. There are other filters that you will need to pass through so that you can enter into the place where your faith becomes tried, trusted, sturdy, and something that you can depend on. When this world becomes a place where I can no longer get on the internet to speak, either because they'll be hunting me or because, I don't know, something else. God is sending these prophetic words for us to learn how to progress through the first fleshly filter, which is tears and shock and why are the words so hard? To go back to Cain, the reason the word against Cain was hard is because Cain committed murder. Murder is not something that the Lord has the luxury of looking on lightly. Murder is the taking of a human life. Some of you out there already know where I'm heading. Cain committed one murder, and for that the Lord marked him with a mark that everyone would see for the rest of his days, and everyone would know the story of why Cain carried that mark, because Cain was a spiller of blood. As we go through the sin series, I am going to be reading out the Lord's indictments, the Lord's weighing of America in the balances. And there are some prophecies that are going to be so graphic and so difficult that if any of you run the risk of staying stuck in your emotional filter, in your emotional, oh no, this is so terrible, you will not be able to grow into the place that God wants to get you. These prophecies are harsh because America's sins are grave. These prophecies are harsh and they keep coming. Every time I think that I've reached a place where surely there can be no more, I would get about three or four dreams and sometimes visions in the same day or in a very short period of time, like a week. And the reason these things are coming with increasing frequency is to let you know that America is sinning with increasing frequency. This is not them America, as some people like to think, which is other people are sinning and then we are sinless. All mankind has sinned. When we sleep and we wake up in the morning, we need to brush our teeth and wash our bodies because without us doing anything, they've created a stink. In the same way, sin is a predator that chases after even the most righteous person, which is why the Lord has to say in Psalm 37, though the righteous fall, because I uphold him with my hand, he will not utterly be cast down. That should tell even the person who's trusting in his her own or her own righteousness out there that you will fall. You will commit sin. You will commit iniquity. It is part and parcel of being human. However, the distinction in Christianity is that we have the spirit of God who nurtures us and grows us up to a place where we are able to war against sin. Temptation is not sin. Being tempted to sin is not sin. So having the temptation to do a thing that you know transgresses the law of God is not the sin itself. But should you succumb to it? Should you give in? Should you decide to stop wrestling against sin? 
The stink rises up even in the body of the faithful, even in the minds of the faithful, even in the hearts of the faithful. And this is why our feet must continually be turned back to the altar of prayer, the altar of confession with the lips. Father, I have wronged you. Father, I have wronged my neighbor. Father, I have wronged myself. And then the Bible says, God is gracious and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness, drawing us back into the light. I don't like to share about my life because I feel that my life is a separate entity from this calling and the work I do for God. My feeling is that, and I've shared it before in the video on this channel entitled, Make Your Election Sure, is that we are very obsessed with prophecy. We seek it out, and as we are obsessed with seeking it out, we become also interested in the personhood of the vessels that God has raised up. I am not interested in that, and this is why I continuously always try to take a moment in these videos to turn people's attention back to the real star of the master's voice, who is the master himself, the Lord Yeshua, the King of glory, who we are all hoping to be reunited with one day in the future. However, I will share this. I've shared this before, so I will share it again. I had a dream that there was a house that I had on a street, just one house on a street with everybody else who had a house on the street. But my house was filled with light. My house was blazing with light. But because it was daytime, a bright sunny day, the light from my house was not immediately available. It was not immediately visible to anyone because when the sun is shining, what is light? It's hardly noticeable when the sun is up. But then all of a sudden, without warning and without any idea that this was going to happen, terrible darkness fell on the world. The whole world was dark and people were in consternation and fear. And then what I saw was a huge mass of people gathered at my house because now my house, which had always been available, my house, which had always been blazing with light, my house, which had always been shining out the glory of the Lord. Now my house was visible. Now people could see celestial has light and they began to flock to my house. But before anyone could come near my home, the Lord's spirit locked the gate of my house. And so I was standing on my porch and people were calling to me and saying, let us in celestial, let us in. We need to get oil for our lamps. But I did not come down the stairs to let them in because the Lord restrained me. And I also had respect for the father because I knew if he locked the gate, who am I to override him and open it? This vision told me that there is a season where we are supposed to be filling our lamps with oil. Whether it is the prophecies that we hear, whether it is the deeper Bible, deeper Bible studies that we indulge in as we spend our time in this word, whatever is the method, whether it's prayer or whether it's fasting, this is gym time. This is strengthening time. This is the time for us to press past the initial shock and awe of the terrible things that God says will come to this nation and begin to ask ourselves individually, first, how can I purge myself of the sin that I carry? How can I finally draw a land, a line in the sand and stop messing around with the things that I knew I should have stopped five, 10, 15 years ago, or a new habit that I picked up a few months ago, something that I started doing and it convicts me, but instead of stopping, I don't stop. Understand that God never moves immediately to judgment. God is not a falcon or a hawk or an eagle that just falls out of the sky and grabs something and destroys it. 
There is always a progression. There is always a series whereby he will move step by step until he finally reaches the place where he shuts off what everybody likes to drink, the grace Kool-Aid. The Lord will reach a point where he will simply switch off the grace Kool-Aid. And after that, there will be no more grace. There's a prophecy on this blog called no more grace. Excuse me. God will reach a place where there is simply no more grace given to this nation. That means no more time to play around with sin. That means no more time to keep testing the waters about whether you want to submit your life to God because you don't feel that you need lordship right now. God is okay as a companion and he's certainly great as a friend that you can talk to when you're in your rock bottom moments, but you don't want to go the whole hog and commit. You don't want to take your life out of your hands and your curatorship and hand it over to God and say, I give you this mess. I give you the beautiful parts of me. Take all of me, God, and make of me what you will. There will come a time where a sudden land line will be drawn in the sand. The lights will go off and only the houses that have light will be safe. So if you know that you are in a dark house, a partially darkened house, a house where the lights are flickering, this is your moment to ask God to teach you how to press past emotiona em emotionality and become a sturdy and dependable soldier of Christ. So the first thing is you need to press past your faintness. I went through the same thing as the Lord brought me deeper into these truths eight or nine years ago. I went through the same thing as the Lord stripped away the facade of things that I had been taught in church that are absolutely not supported by scripture. And no, I am not speaking of the rapture, my blessing in life that I was never taught this thing. It was never really focused on. And so I was spared from picking up a lot of falsehood and spared from picking up these false electric fences that people carry in their hearts today. The Lord was able to lead me into deeper understanding of these matters by himself. And I was able because I kept hearing his voice because he mentored me and because I trusted him. I trusted God. He was able to bring me through the part where my knees were shaky and my hands were weak. And that is why you see the person that you see before you today. And so I am going to read the prophecy undone. I received this prophecy over July 4th weekend, and for sake of time, I will cover the highlights, and I hope that you will go to the Master's Voice. Everything is below. Everything for the ministry, everything for the blog, you can find it below. You can go there and then get a better idea of what the Lord is saying. So this word is from July the 3rd, 2021, and it is called Undone. The banner scripture is this, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah 53 and one. And so I was speaking about how over, over the July 4th weekend, there are a lot of fireworks going off, a lot of happy voices in the street, people shouting out congratulations on America's next birthday to one another. And yet God had this to say, and he said to me, celestial America has no idea that she is celebrating her last. And by that, the Lord is saying that this nation is not in an ongoing state, but she is actually in the process of celebrating 
her last, meaning her last festivals and her last holidays and her last celebratory moods. All those things are going to pass away and America is going to enter a stage where she's solemn, she's quiet, She's like a person who hasn't had a meal in a long time and you try to have a conversation with them and they're grumpy and they're troubled and they just don't know how to be civil anymore. And so here is the prophetic word. America's doings shall be undone. All she built, her accomplishments and her contributions, whether they're physical or metaphysical, whether it's her physical territory, meaning the land and the borders, all the buildings, basically the entire visible landscape of the United States, as well as her presence, meaning that her presence, the, the aura that America carries as an entity when she enters the room and there are other nations present, her legacy and all the praise and accolades that she has won all over the world, everything will be raised to the ground and destroyed. The Lord said that this nation will be burned with fire on all sides until not much of it remains. And I have shared that I have seen this in visions many times. And if there is time, I will share again about that vision at the end of this video. The Lord says that intangible works of America, so all the treaties and all the deals, all her influence and the global, the global agreements that America's always behind. America's hand is always like an unseen cat's paw behind almost every single deal that you see happening in this world. In fact, even when the deal is between two other countries and you're thinking, well, what does America have to do with it? Many times you will find that that deal has flowed across the desks of mul multiple people in the White House and it has been approved or not approved before those countries can go through with it. God even said that the friendships America has, her alliances, so we're thinking NATO, we're thinking the EU, we're thinking everybody that America calls a buddy, like Japan and Korea in the Far East. The Lord says that most of these, if not all of them, are nothing more than uneasy partnerships where America strong arms other people into agreements with her. And he said that in many of the hearts of these nations, their leaders, past and present, have deeply resented the United States. They privately resent her, but the problem is that she's too strong to fight. And therefore these nations think that it's too dangerous to cross her. But God says a period and a time will come where America's power will disintegrate and fall away. And that will be the day of judgment. I spoke in an earlier video that many people in the United States con confuse the global day of judgment, which is called the day of the Lord or the day of wrath. They confuse it with America's fall. And they think that America is so central to life on earth that God is going to move the rapture forward just for them. So even though the rapture is supposed to be this global event that catches up the righteous, the pure and faithful out of heavily growing tribulations. For if you read your Bible, you cannot deny that tribulations do come before that moment of the harpazo, which is the great catching away. Americans seem to be laboring under this misconception that they are so special, righteous, holy, and sacrosanct to the Father that he will take a global day, a day when he is supposed to be saving everybody, and he will move it forward only to save them. I will also try to go a little deeper into this at the end of this video, but that depends on how long it's going to take. The Lord said that everything America has done will be removed. 
Now, I didn't write this in the prophecy because the prophecy is already as long as it is. But as the Lord was speaking to me throughout his conversation, I had the feeling of a very thick and strong rubber band. And what happened is, you know when you have a rubber band, like one of those big ones and it's on a slingshot? I had the feeling of a rubber band that was being pulled, pulled, pulled to dangerous levels. And that rubber band was America holding all her false realities in place. I do not know if the majority of us understand in this country that this place has become a fantasy land of unreality. That's right. This is the only place that I can see that creates a social construct that has nothing to do with real life and then delves into that false reality and demands that everyone else agree that the reality, which is not real, is real. And if you do not agree, then you run the risk of being attacked as if by a hive of bees, by a group, by large groups of people who don't seem to be capable of independent thought, or you run the risk of being publicly canceled. I'm still trying to figure that one out because I thought that only TV shows and things like that got canceled, but apparently people can get canceled too. Apparently enough people can attack you and talk about you and drag you until you cease to exist. The only problem with that is you still exist and you're still here and you're still entitled to your thoughts and opinions and views, whether they line up with the fantasy SpongeBob SquarePants world that America is turning into. And so the Lord was saying that all of America's false social constructs, her fake agendas that she uses to advance realities that do not really exist, all of these things will cease on the day that she ceases to exist. And so I had this feeling of this very thick rubber band that was really under a lot of pressure because it was holding so much falsehood in place. And suddenly something happened to it and it snapped. And when it snapped, reality came back. So the false reality that this rubber band was creating because it was so thick, it was a very broad and thick rubber band, almost like a saddle strap rather than a rubber, rubber band. When that band snapped, reality whooshed in and the social order became completely changed and back to normal. The Lord says that everything that the United States represents will dissolve on the day that she is removed. And this is how he was putting this part of the prophecy for my better understanding. So this is the understanding that came into me. If there are two nations that actually hate each other, but they're, they're being kept from war because of America's enforced peacekeeping. So maybe she's keeping soldiers on the base of that country, or maybe she's telling those two, if I catch you even arguing at the UN. When America is, re is removed, the Lord says those two nations will fight. And if there's two nations or more that love each other and actually want to trade and be partners with each other, but they're being prevented because America has banned them or sanctioned that one and said to everyone, that nation is bad. No one is allowed to trade with that nation. The Lord says that on the day America falls, that nation that had been put in the corner will be embraced. He says, if there are other nations that are talking tough now because America's their protection and she's the big brother that keeps them safe. On the day she collapses, that nation will faint because they will know that their enemies are coming after them. 
And the Lord says that if there are any nations that America has vilified, if she's told everyone this nation is the boogeyman and this nation has done this and this and this, the Lord says that when America collapses, nations that have suffered that smear campaign in the international space, they're going to break out the cocktails, smile at each other, and congratulate each other. He says, when America disappeared, many countries will be terrified because her support is gone, but many countries will rejoice because her tyranny is gone. And that is how he put it to me. And as he was saying this, I saw something like a huge red rock cliff suddenly collapse. So the cliff was very eaten away in a curve at its base because the ocean was there and the ocean had eaten it away very deeply. And suddenly, without any apparent stimulus, the entire cliff's cliff collapsed and the sea rushed in and continued eating all the rocks that were falling in until it was no more. And the Lord said to me once more that America will be like Atlantis. You don't need to know anything about Atlantis except that nobody knows where to find it anymore. America will be removed from the world map and erased from the register of nations. Now, in certain prophecies, the Lord has listed certain cities like San Francisco, I remember, like Vegas and definitely New York City, and said that these cities will no longer exist in the register of nations. Another city that he mentioned like that was Los Angeles. And so what you can know when the Lord says no more among the register of nations or no more among the register of cities is that in the heavens, a big eraser is brought and your name is removed like Pompeii. Pompeii was vulcanized, which means that the volcano simply opened his mouth and cooked it in a single day. In one day, the Pompeians, who later we found were having breakfast, they were killed exactly where they stood because an ash cloud coughed over their civilization. And if you want to know why, because most people simply file this under a strange and shocking natural disaster. Pompeii was vulcanized in one day because when their civilization was discovered and dug up, they had huge statues of penises everywhere. They had huge frescoes of men sleeping with young boys everywhere as part of acceptable city art. They were known to practice every, every form of sexual abomination known to man. And the thing is, because God is not a man and his patience is long, he also reaches a point where enough is enough. He tapped a volcano it coughed and everyone in Pompeii died where they were. Their bodies were found in such positions that show that they didn't even have time to run. The civilization of Atlantis suffered the same fate. In a single day, Atlantis, wherever it was, sank and is no more. People have been hunting for it for decades and nobody is any closer to finding where it is. That is what happens to a city or a nation that is removed from the register of nations. Always bear in mind that only one person keeps the register and his name is Yah. The Lord carried on and he said, you cannot offend God and live. You cannot refuse my correction. You cannot cast off my rebuke and live for I am the most high and you cannot do this and hope to continue forever. I will not allow it. I give long life to the nations that obey me, but I, the Lord, will shrug off every disobedient, wicked, and proud nation. So you will see no good days as a nation 
for you hate the Lord. Your practices are abominable to me, and I will wipe you from before my face. You would have been a lasting kingdom had you listened to my word, but now you shall not continue. And then the Lord moved into the political space, and he said that Americans should prepare for the political shaking that is coming. Drama and upheaval are coming, is what he said. Theater. And we know that theater is a production where people play parts and everyone is an actor and nothing is real. He said theater and movie drama will be seen in the halls of power. Joe Biden will be removed. Joe Biden will fall. Kamala Harris will rise and another whose shadow has never left the White House will rise with her. In the halls of power, you will see replacement theory where one is replaced by another. But Biden will be taken away and then you will see the new world order, bold and more open than you've ever seen it before. The times are finished for America. In the end, everything that she has ever done, all her works, her entire legacy will be removed. And so the feeling that I have was that the White House would put on a production or a show at the time that Mr. Biden is removed. They would make it look so busy, like we're trying to figure this out, America, unprecedented, the very first time, has never happened in the history of the nation. But all of that will be smoke and mirrors because this is already planned and being kept in the wings to happen. And so as the Lord was speaking to me, I began to get a better understanding of why so many people have a hard time accepting these prophecies. I already spoke in the beginning of how many people only come to the fleshly response, which is natural. You hear something that scares you and you seem to shut down. I want to propose an alternate way of looking at this. Would you rather know now that you need to straighten up your life? Would you rather know now that you need to practice preparedness or would you rather find out on the day the comms go out and you look out the window and you see people who don't represent the red, white, and blue swarming up the street with weapons that are far superior to yours? Is it love to let you lie in slumber until the day these things, which have already been proclaimed upon this nation by people who are so much older than me than they, that they've already died? God sent prophets to this nation years ago, men who have gone on to glory that warned the United States that if she did not change her trajectory of pride, change her trajectory of sin, change her trajectory of wickedness, that God would allow her to fall to her enemies. And he named those enemies Russia and China. I have a prophecy on this blog naming one such gentleman that the Lord sovereignly revealed to me, and his name is Dimitri Dudeman. This man apparently has already passed away some years ago, and yet the Lord brought him up. And you can find that both in the video and the prophecy on the blog called Kuiper Belt and Fire. If God has been speaking for decades, that means years outside the time of my existence. And the country has made absolutely no effort to turn her feet from things like same-sex lifestyles, abortion, wars of aggression, 
unlawful imprisonment of people both at home and abroad, and all the other strongman tactics that the United States is known for. Why do we in the United States continue to react with shock as if this is the first time ever that God has said these things? God has not been heeded. God has not been listened to. God has not been respected for years that eclipse my years of life. But now God has raised up a new breed of voices. And what he is saying through those voices falls like a hammer. It falls like a hammer and it leaves us only two choices. Many people are making the first choice, which to say this is nonsense. I don't believe this. I don't even know who this is. I'm moving on to watch cat videos. And then they ignore it and they walk away. And primarily they do it either because of mockery in their hearts, pride in their hearts, or very importantly, fear in their hearts. It is very easy for fear to make you cast off a warning simply because you know that if you accept that warning, you have to accept that the warning is true. And then you feel hopeless. But I'm here to let you know that there is a way through hopelessness. You must actually return back to God. And that's the second option. The reason that God is bringing these words for his last time, not only through me, but whoever he has raised up to say these things with a bold and a frank face is because God is giving people in America time to return to true worship. There is very little true worship in this country. And that is evidenced by the amount of sugar-coated preaching and sugar-coated receptacles that are in the church. I shared in one video that if you preach in America and you don't give people a big spoon of corn syrup after that, they won't come back to your church. They will, they will abandon you and say that you're too harsh and that you're not loving. I even experience it on the channel when people come absolutely minus their manners. And I have to let them know that don't do on this channel the things that you would not do in the street if you were face to face with someone. They then begin to whine that you are not loving and they completely overlook the fact that just because you are on a public platform does not mean that you get to behave any way you like. Just in case we are not aware of this, public platforms are run by real private people. And we have to be respectful of that in the same way that I have to be mindful of how you take these things, but at the same time, balance it out with my responsibility to be true to what the Lord says and not cut off a bit here or there, just because I think the crowd might be getting antsy, worried, or fainting. God wants us to return to him in prayer. God wants us to stop coughing up these fur balls of deception. One of the main deceptions that you find in the end times church today is that they don't even know they're the end times church. People are carrying on business as usual in the church space, and they have no idea of the times that we are in, which is that the birth pains are squeezing out judgments, not only in the United States, but around the world. The majority of Christians think that the end times is for their children's children and that they have nothing to do with it. Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, as I spend time going over the, the Lord's prophecies, I realize that so many of the things that God gives me to speak can be found right in the first five or six or eight verses of Revelation chapter six. I've brought prophecies about the black horse, which is economic downturn that will definitely hit America. And you have to understand that when the currency in this country crashes up to 60%, which is what I saw in one of my dreams, 
every other country is going to tumble headlong into economic hardship and poverty. And I saw that it was America's fault because America continued playing with money and playing with interest rates and playing with stuff until her false standard of living could no longer be maintained. She reached the point where she just couldn't keep printing toy money anymore. The economy collapsed and something worse than both 2008 and the Great Depression married came upon this nation. Other people were so filled with hatred that they were accosting U.S. embassies, burning U.S. flags in the street, and spitting outside American businesses. And yet the average American Christian thinks that this is perhaps such a supernatural event that they will be whisked off into the rapture and they won't leave, live to see it. I've seen Americans selling secrets to the Russians. I've seen Russians here in America in very sophisticated hubs, listening to conversations and recording every single piece of data that passes through this nation. I saw these things and every single person was still here because these are not rapture worthy things. In fact, if you even bother to go and read Revelation 6 properly, it talks about the pale horse that hell rides with. The pale horse represents famine, disease, and death. We've seen one pandemic that nobody was prepared for wipe out almost half a million people in this country if the official numbers are to be believed. Nobody was raptured. Everybody's still here, still needing to get cans of food from Walmart. Instead of this being a wake-up call to the average logic of the average Christian, instead of this being a tap on the shoulder from heaven that we need to pay attention as we watch various seals being opened, various horses starting to rise, we're not paying attention to this. We keep looking up for the blessed hope, forgetting that the blessed hope told us, you will be persecuted by all men for my sake. You will be hated. An event will happen that is so catastrophic that I warn you not to spend time getting your Kindle, your favorite boots, and cans of food. If you are on the housetop, go down immediately and leave. Don't even go into the house to get a bug out bag. Run to the hills. All of this is pre-warning from a wise and a gentle savior that doesn't want to see more of his people massacred in the days that will come than he has to. And yet instead of returning to the blessed scripture, this beautiful word of God that has never changed, people continue to gather in houses of worship singing songs about flying away to who knows where. I'm going to stop this video here. I thank you for your time as always. You know who I am, Celestial with the Master's Voice. Please check the description box for everything concerning this ministry. I always want to say thank you to those who are supporting my ministry, whether it's in sharing the videos, whether it's just in listening to these videos until the end so that they can give you something to think about and pray about, or whether it's in the financial gifts that you send me. I am always grateful. I'm not able to reply emails anymore as I used to last year because they are so many and I have so much work to do that I am unable able to fully and perfectly balance all the things that God has me busy with. All my own projects, which is something that I'd like to say. You should have your projects. You should be working on things. Life doesn't end tomorrow. God has expectations of us to grow and expand and to take all the territory that the terrified people are running off and leaving on the table. So if that's you, as long as you have breath, you should be producing good fruit 
that makes God happy. Thank you to all of those who support me. I want to use this time to always tell you that you are a blessing and um, you strengthen my hands. And until I see you again, this is Celestial. Put your hope in God, Isaiah 26 and 3. He will keep in perfect peace all those whose eyes are stayed on him. Have a great day. And until I see you again, goodbye.